Welcome, everyone. You're listening to the Empowered Word of Faith podcast. Hello, this is Evangelist Alfreda Lockett Evans, and tonight's podcast is There is Power in the Name of Jesus. What exactly is a name, and why do we all have to have one? A name is a word, a combination of words, by which a person, place, or thing is identified. The purpose of a name is to differentiate one thing from another. Wouldn't it be strange if we all had the same name? Let's say we were all called Betty Jean. If I said, Betty Jean, come and get this dollar. Either everybody in the room could get up to get the dollar, nobody could get up, or some might get up. But that would be very, very confusing. Now, George Foreman is a famous boxer who we all know, who has either 10 or 12 children, depending on the source that you read. All five of his sons have the name George. They are George Jr., George III, George IV, George V, and George VI. But even though they have the same legal name with a differentiation by a number, they still have to have a way to differentiate one child from another. So they have nicknames. The four younger sons are Monk, Big Wheel, Red, and Little George. So even in that interesting family situation, they still had to have a unique and clear name to avoid confusion. Names have specific meanings, and they sometimes trick a person's life, because some individuals try to live up to their name. Therefore, parents need to be very careful about how they name their children. My own first name is Alfreda. Alfreda is the feminine form of Alfred, and it means wonderful counselor. Interestingly enough, I am often found counseling as a nurse. To show you that names can fix a baby's life, let's suppose a child was named Delilah, or Jezebel. Delilah was the woman in the Bible who caused Samson to fall, and Jezebel was an evil woman who was married to Ahab. If an individual tried to live up to those names, the outcome could be very bad. We all know how important it is to have a good name. We live a clean life, we protect our credit, we pay our bills on time, so that our name is kept clean. One of the reasons that identity fraud can be so terrible is because our reputation can be slaughtered by someone who fraudulently misrepresents himself as us. That person can then cruelly destroy our good name. The Bible says in Proverbs 22 and 1, a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches, and loving favor rather than silver and gold. We can be assured that the name of Jesus is a good name, and it represents a powerful and a holy man. A very short time before Jesus was to be betrayed, beaten, persecuted, 
and crucified for your sins and mine, he handed us, his church, one of the most powerful weapons in the universe. What was that weapon? It was the ability to ask our Heavenly Father for anything as long as we use the name of Jesus. John 15, 23-27 says, And in that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. These things have I spoken unto you in Proverbs, but the time cometh when I shall no more speak unto you in Proverbs, but I shall show you plainly of the Father. At that day ye shall ask in my name, and I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you. For the Father himself loveth you, because you have loved me, and have believed that I came out from God. Just a few days before Jesus was crucified, raised from the dead, before he took a quick trip to heaven, walked again on the earth among men for a limited time, then reascended into heaven, where he now stands into intercession for you and I, he gave us this wonderful and powerful gift. He was giving the church a most powerful and legal weapon to use after he was gone. By allowing his disciples, and ultimately you and I, to use his name, he gave us his power of attorney. A power of attorney is a written document or letter that is used when someone wants another adult to handle their financial or property matters. If someone, for example, becomes unable to make their own decisions, for example, if they're in a coma or if they're mentally incompetent, they may need another adult to make decisions for them. When my own grandmother became too ill to take care of her personal business, she gave me her power of attorney. Because Jesus was preparing to finish his work on earth, he knew that we would need the power to carry his work on. All believers, therefore, have full, legal, redemptive, gospel, blood-bought, promise, and family rights to use the name of Jesus in several different situations. I'm going to talk about those situations when we can use the name of Jesus. The first one is in salvation. Or Matthew 1 and 21 says, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Acts 4 and 11 through 12 says, This is a stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. We can use that name when we're baptizing. For Matthew 28 and 19 says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. We can use that name in worship. 
Matthew 18 and 20 says, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. When we're in combat against Satan and when we need healing for our bodies or the bodies of others, we can use that name. Mark 15 and 16 through 18 says, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up purpose. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. We can use his name in preaching. Luke 24 and 46 and 47 says, And said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behoves God to suffer, and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. We can use it in prayer. But John 14 and 13 through 14 says, And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. And then the seventh instance when we can use the name of Jesus is when we're receiving the Holy Ghost. And this is the most important one. Luke 11 and 9 through 13 says, And I say unto you, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will you give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father Give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him. All of the things that we have spoken of today are for the blood washed, the born again, thanks to God. The name of Jesus is not to be used by the unsaved. If an unsaved individual attempts to use the name of Jesus for any reason other than in his own repentance, that individual is attempting identity theft and he has no right to do so. But the good news is, if the unsaved individual wants to be saved, he or she can be saved. Then they can feel free to use the name of Jesus. I've heard of many testimonies in which the name of Jesus caused people to be healed, accidents to be averted, and needs met. One outstanding testimony follows that saved one of my friend's very life. I'm not going to use their real name, but Brother and Sister H 
gave a testimony in church about their shared experience when she used the name of Jesus. Sister A gave her heart to the Lord, which made her husband very angry. He didn't want his wife to be saved. One night as she was preparing to go to church, he became violent and he began to choke her. Just before she passed out, he was able to say, In the name of Jesus! Suddenly, something they say, or somebody grabbed that man, threw him against the wall, and began to work him up. He said he couldn't see a thing. He couldn't see a person, but he knew that he was getting beaten up. He said that the entity rolled him, twisted him, tumbled him head over heels out of his front door, across the street, and down the block. Couldn't see anybody, but when he finally came to himself, he was leaning against a telephone pole. He was dazed, and he was a great distance from his house. Needless to say, he repented and gave his heart to the Lord. The name of Jesus is powerful. We might as well get used to honoring and bowing to the name of Jesus now, because Philippians 2 and 9 through 11 tells us that the day will come when everyone will honor that name. The scripture says, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name, which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Since Jesus has given us this powerful gift of thankful God, Let's use it to the glory and honor of God so that the work that Jesus Christ started can be completed through us. May God bless you all in the name of Jesus.